prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're now going to turn to our player development clinic with Pat Malloy. Pat, thanks for coming on the show again. We always appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Hope everybody's well. Everybody is great, and we are going to continue on our player development uh, series, and we're going to continue to talk about skating. And this week, you wanted to touch on you know, skating when it comes to stride, posture, fluidity, and an activated base of skating. And could you a bit of, do a background, a, you know, a breakdown for our listeners out there who are not as familiar with you know, some of the exact science of what specifically you're speaking about? Yeah, uh, you know, building on our, our, our segment last week when we had sort of talked about skating from the perspective of athlete versus artist, um, really what I want to sort of talk about today, specifically when we talk about, um, you know, building the skating of a prospect coming in and, and taking a look at their base of skating and ensure that, you know, we enhance their ability to play in the best league in the world you know, one of the first things that, that I like to do is certainly in unison with the strength and conditioning department or the performance department is is get a real idea, as we said, you know, last week we introduced the idea of understanding the athlete and making sure that we work together with the S&C department. And then we take a look at, you know, activated basis skating. Do we create a posture? Do we create an ability for that athlete to move you know, in the fastest league in the world and the fastest sport in the world. And so, you know, I kind of liken it to we want to make sure that everything we do is as efficient as possible and that we've got on-demand ability um, to move our mass, to win puck races, to perform, the you know, the, the items of the job that we have. So, you know, we start with, you know, looking at the idea of does our posture, does it come from an activated base? Do we have access to the power we need to create the speed we need? Um, to to have the process done in a quickness fashion because of stride turnover. And so what we'll look at is posture. Uh, Is our body in line to be able to move our mass? Do we have sunken hips? Do we stand in a way that allows us to create force and be fast? And, you know, once we've established the idea that from an athletic standpoint, you know, our strength to weight ratio is in line. So I, as a skating coach, would, you know, work with the people in the performance department to, to make sure, are we, are we strong both left, both right? Do we have impingements in terms of mobility from the left, from the right, from the middle? Is there an injury history that we're working with? Is there anything that's been surgically done that we need to be aware of so that we can make sure we're covering all the bases in terms of applying the technique training that we're trying to, to to allow the athlete to maximize their movement. And so once we've established sort of that posture, that base and recognizing that, all right, we're now in a position that we access power, we want to turn it into speed. And so that takes us into stride work. And so a lot of times, you know, a prospect coming out of junior that, that skates okay, but you know, we look at it and say there's there's efficiency things, there's areas that we can clean up, there's postural things, there's upper body, there's flexion things that we can do to, to help iron out some inefficiencies. And so when I think of stride, you know, we'll look at things like is there three-joint activation on their drive leg, meaning are they engaged in their hip, their knees, and are they getting finishing pushes all the way through their ankle to get the maximum out of each push? And the more that we can get out of each movement, the more efficient we can make it. We're burning less energy on the, the, the physical 
um, aspect of just moving, it allows us to, to really focus that energy in other places when it comes to making plays. From the fluidity standpoint, again, once we've sort of recognized that our power comes from our posture, um, our speed comes from our ability to stride, and then our quickness comes from our return and our ability to, to start the process over with a stride turnover concept. You know, from them, for us, what we want to make sure is there's fluidity. We're linking the movements of the upper body and the lower body so that we're not working against one another, if that makes sense. Um, we're making sure that any movement that we, we generate is one that's going to create separation for us. And, you know, everybody that winds up playing in the National Hockey League can certainly skate. You know, anyone that's a, a prospect or a high-performing um, player certainly has a base of skating that allows them to get there. But when you start talking about the best league in the world and, you know, the best 700 players, give or take, in the world – you know, efficiency in, in, in movement really becomes something that we look for. Seconds saved or seconds earned. And so from those areas, we want to break down using, you know, collaboration between different departments within your hockey club. Um, video evidence-based looks at, okay, this is how we move in a game. And then using video to really break down the movements from a training perspective, all the while, you know, referring back to the strength and conditioning of the performance department, the therapists, and having everyone on the same page when it comes to this is what we're doing to create the development plan for this individual player. Uh, Pat, you mentioned uh, three three point, uh, um, I, I guess, activation between the hip, knee, and ankle. Um, mm-hmm. One question I had for you was regarding uh, the physiology of a skater that is severely knock-kneed. As a skating coach, how do you help uh, develop a foundation that allows them to go through three-point flexion to compensate for the knock knee syndrome? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think back to work that I had done with Nick Hag, who's now in, in, in Vegas's well, he's in Vegas's lineup, and and a great big tall fella, you know, six six at the time that I had started to see him. Um, and, a, and a really knock mood player right from the start. And so that wasn't something when, when we looked at that initially, we started to do, uh, you know, something called a movement screen. And so it wasn't necessarily something that we started with from a skating perspective as we looked at it immediately from an athletic perspective and said, all right, what areas of this player's body need to strengthen in order to support, you know, optimal stance, optimal balance points, optimal um, execution points from the technical standpoint. So really that started off the ice prior to us ever moving him on the ice. And so a lot of what we did in collaboration, you know, with his agent, and this was, you know, prior to him being drafted because, you know, at the time the player and the agent certainly knew, Hey, listen, you know, we want to, this is a big player with a lot of things going right, but it takes a little longer for some of those younger underdeveloped players to develop the strength and some of the mobility in areas, especially at that young age. So the way we attacked that was really from, from the performance perspective off the ice to start with creating movement and mobility in areas that would allow them to move the way they would need to um, strengthening areas and hips and adductors and, 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 you know, in their core and, and their ability to hold stance to be in a powerful position started off the ice um, and that was something that we, we really looked at and said, you know, here's going to be the plan off the ice that will lead us to the movement advantage on the ice. Yeah, and those are, 
you know, those are fascinating aspects. And I think it's one of the things that helps all of us in terms of recognizing different skaters and what are the mechanics, the biomechanics behind that patent. You know, you know, from my perspective, it's really helpful to be able to break that down and look at it from a, a scouting perspective and be able to speak to people in player development so that you can sort of almost deconstruct it to yourself while you're like when you're watching players play. So then you have a better understanding of what's in front of you. You don't have the domain expertise that you have, but at least you have some better recognition so that you're less likely to make evaluation errors from that standpoint. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's an interesting one, right? There's no such thing as one proper way of skating. Everyone's got a base of talent. Everyone's got a base of athleticism. Everyone's got a certain base physically that'll allow them a level of success. And so when you're looking at that, you know, for us to maybe approach a player like Nick Hag and say, you know, let's get this guy to skate like Paul Coffey, they're two different body types. There, there's there's a lot of different things physiologically going on there that would prevent him from doing that. But one thing we would know is, hey, you know, we can look at him and recognize this guy's fluid. He moves well in straight lines. Let's start to look at some of the things that create extra burden on his body because he's a long-limbed player and he's a bit knock-kneed. What areas can we can we work on that? And so, as I said, a lot of it became individualized. That let's fix some of the strength inequities and the impingement and the movement areas, and then attack the technical end that would allow him to be a little bit more efficient. Great stuff, Pat. Uh, once again, and I look forward to speaking with you next week and as we continue through this player development uh, clinic uh, and series. Uh, be safe out there. Uh, look forward to speaking to you next week and, um, and take care. Thanks guys. Great talking and stay well. That's Pat Malloy skills and development coach. Uh, Brad and I are going to take a quick break, but we'll be back right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown, on their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 